0: in here from Ella Toon. Now Chloe Kelly with a fizzing ball across the area. It's a loose pass, and it's put in by Rachel Daly. It's six goals for England. At full time from Adelaide, it's China one, England six.
1: And Kira Austin will slot in the final goal of the game and after some early pressure on the diamonds they come through with the goods in the end their fifth victory on day five of the world cup australia two stronger performance over malawi 70 to 46. luatua having the opportunity to run on for his test debut
2: goes to lopez who played in the first test
0: Good solid tackle by luatua Gets it away from Reed. Now here is Barrett. Gets it off to Dag. Now Ben Smith. Kick and chase back.
3: Yes, good morning everyone. Is it Kempi for Breakfast? SCNZ, and Kempi and Ricardo have been reunited. Man, they look like a beautiful couple <laughs> there sitting in the studio. Ah great to see you back, Uncle. I was sick of seeing those ghosts behind you, my brother, but uh <laughs> how you
1: doing? Yeah, mate, oh, I've had a bit of a bit of a night actually. I wake up with a uh middle of the night with a
3: Let me guess, let me guess you yeah. didn't sleep.
1: Well, yeah, I couldn't <laughs> in the end, because uh, I was a bit itchy, mate. I was lying in bed, I was getting a little bit itchy and... I, Where? Thought, I thought, yeah, uh, you know, I was just thinking, oh, you know, done quite a bit up north and, you know, just, you know, getting a little bit of relax, you know, back into the body and, mate, all of a sudden, I, like, started, my uh, throat started to feel like it was swollen and then my jaw... I was—I jumped out of bed and I went and, yeah. went and went and turned the light on and had a look in the mirror and mate, bloody covered in hives. I—I'd I'd had some type of allergic reaction to something. What? And uh, yeah, mate, I was in the shower having a cold shower trying to cool down. So I had to wake the Jay uh, up and you know as she did, she's you know straight out of bed and checking it over and going, "Yep, here you go, take these, chuck the fan on, sat up, and watched a couple of uh, episodes of." <laughs> What was it called? <laughs> uh, Beverly Hills Real Estate or something like that? And, and mate, and I went, yep, it's starting to kick in and got the, got the swelling back down. And off I went back to bed, mate, about, I don't know, must have been about 3 o'clock, I think. So, yeah, not the best of nights for me is. But, um, mate, what about you? Me and Ricardo were just talking about, haven't seen you in a suit this early in the morning. Must be golf oh, day, is, is it? it? <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you look like you're, really, you're about to tee off me. You're about five minutes away from the tee. <laughs> Yeah, look, I'm excited, lads. <laughs> I'm going to have a game today. I'm
3: playing with Geordie, uh, Anton, and Barrett, and our tea time's at 20 past nine. I'm like, boys, I finished at nine. And I'm like, well, we have got to get there, so I got ready early this morning, and we're going to go play pig, but I don't know if I want to...
1: It's windy.
3: It is windy.
1: Oh, they're talking about closing <laughs> the Harbour Bridge today here in Auckland, so it must be right across the country. What was? It is what were they talking about yesterday? Nine. What were you talking about yesterday in the headlines? Nine over. Elka hit a ten over in the wind. Yeah, at mm. least you'll know where your yeah. game's at. <laughs> <laughs> I've got
3: no chance. But like, it's windy as hell. So um, be interesting to see if they they continue on. Though it's not too bad. But they kind of knew that the wind was going to be up. But yeah, going to have a catch up with the lads. And uh, have we hit? I think there's fourteen of them, so they're all pretty excited. How do there, you reckon the going to go? Uh, no good. No, no no good at all, really. Um, I went for a hit on Monday. My irons were good, so I'm just going to probably hit irons today. I tried to hit the driver, and driver was horrible. Um, Sprayed it, skyhooked it, pulled it, everything driver-wise. So I'm just going to hit irons, and then putt and chip. Chip and putting was real sharp the other day. Just soft hands, Rick. Just soft hands. It's all in the hips. It's all in the (laughs) hips. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. That's me today, lads. But anyway, let's uh, let's talk about the show. We've got a big show coming up. Actually, we've got Johan Ackerman the former Lions and South African player. Uh, he's coach of the team when I played them back in 2017 and won the title. They had that big couple of years there. So looking forward to having a chat to him. Brock James, coach of my mighty Hawks Bay Magpies. Going to have a chat to him about the season that's coming up. They're taking on North Harbour this weekend. Stephen Luatua. He had a little snippet there. I played in his debut in uh, against France in New Plymouth. Uh, so we'll have a chat to him. He's currently made the switch. He played for the All Blacks. He's playing for Manu Samoa. So a lot of players, former players, going back and playing for their villages and their whānau uh, back in their home country. So looking forward to chatting to him. And then we've got Hex Kingy. He's a New Zealand strong man. We're going to be talking to him about strong man, what's involved. And, well, basically, I know nothing about it. Just take a bit of protein, go to the gym, and get big and lift big heavy weights. So that is our show today, boys. Let's rip straight into this. The following is a
2: triple threat it is for the World Heavyweight Championship.
0: Yes, yeah, so let's have a look at the three oh. big talking points today, boys, and uh, let's start with no post-series beer for the Aussies <laughs> and the palms, Mate, uh, this got blown up big time. Uh, now, <laughs> basically, I was like, we're going to go and have a beer. Uh, I saw uh, Jared Waitley over at SEN go, oh, these blokes, are, it's, it's hard to like them. And I'm like, mate, look at a mirror. Have you seen who's in your team? Uh, geez, talk about the definition of hard to like is that Australian cricket team. Yeah. But anyway... Um, I mean, you boys have uh, both played a lot of test matches. Mm. Um, ever get to that point where there was a team that you were like, either the series, you're like, oh, we know we should, should probably go and have a beer with these boys, but, you know, they there there is a the, the no dickhead rule, and I don't know if these guys uh, uh, measure never, up.
3: Never, never, for, for like Michael Checker and Steve Hansen would, would be spitting tacks all week in the media. He'd be throwing <laughs> out some random jabs left, right, and centre. But after the game... You know Australia. Every single time when we were over in Sydney, would go in there, turn for a beer. You just you'd just go for a beer. You just walk in, and, and I think the timings where England um, probably made a mistake here. Like for the times that I've been involved, and in, we've had some celebrations, we've had some milestones, we've, we've won the Blitzos Cup. What you do is you shower quickly, you get changed, you go through. It's only five minutes. It's only five or ten minutes where you have a beer, and you talk about what's went on, you put park that, and you talk about, you know, it's been a hell of a couple of five test matches, let's celebrate, and then you go back and then you get into, and then you've got no commitments post that, so you can stay in the changing room for as long as possible. So I think the timing um, for England was probably just wrong, and then, then we didn't allow them to, to have the beer, but... Been like, come out and said they had a beer at the nightclub, and I'm sure they would. Have, they'll still be there now. So, yeah, I think it's been
0: blown out. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, I mean, what about you, Kim? Because I think where this came from is that they didn't immediately have a beer, and if you go back to the second test after uh, Johnny Beestow's run out. You know, Mac has said, "I can't see us having a beer with him any anytime soon." You've got to live <laughs> with the decisions you make, so and maybe that was hanging over it too. Oh,
1: I think I think that's what they're they're hanging they're actually hanging on to is that comment from Baz. I like, mate. Heat of the moment, eh? Yeah, Baz. Baz <laughs> has said that. You know, not in this type of context. In the context that um, they were talking about sportsmanship, and in the end. Uh, this is what this is about, isn't it? Do you have a beer with your mates after the after the series? Um, and I do. I think it's been blown out of proportion. I think you know. One thing I think the Aussies like is they like having the last say, and this is the last say, <laughs> you know. And they've picked on, they've picked on a point to just rub salt into the wound, and you know Ben Stokes has come out and said, well, we're in review. Like we're not going to open the door up. Well, you know we've got blokes retiring. You know, mm. Brodie's retiring, yeah. and we're going through yeah. presentations and all that. And what the Aussies want to come in? I'll tell you a quick story. I'll tell you a quick story. All right, <laughs> just come to me, kids. Captain K. like um, my very first game for Wellington <laughs> against Auckland. Like mm. Auckland back in those days, Rick, remember, Carlo Pup, Mate? Yeah. They had the gun thing. It was Wiz Freeman, uh, Huey, all them boys? You know, Kevin Edo was on the, in the centres against me. Me and best mates played through all the tournaments. They were lit, mate. And Wellington, mate, they weren't too bad. And we were like geared up to give them a real smack in the, this night. Their manager walks into the game. Well, the the coach has given his pregame speech. <laughs> mate, and I've never seen anything like it. You should have heard the coach go off, mate, at the manager. <laughs> and the Auckland manager had done it on purpose. He He sat there and just started giggling to himself. He'd been sent in by the other coach. Just to wind, wind because it was the it was a young coach and it was his first crack at Auckland. Yeah. Just to wind him up, mate. Well, wind him up. Well, we we all got wound up as well. And I think that this is what this is about. It's just that little bit of salt in the wound. Um, mm, uh, but hey, yeah, the I main think think thing so. is
0: England have got a moral victory. <laughs> yeah. Thank God.
1: <laughs> main <laughs> thing is.
3: Oh man, Look, they're going to find a headline out of that, and uh, there's plenty more
0: headlines coming up. No, yeah, number two. Andrew Webster reckons he won't look at the NRL ladder until the final game <laughs> of the season.
1: Fair, Dean Kim Kempe, or full of it? What are you saying? <laughs> oh, f- come on, seriously, Did you never came down in the last shower. I oh, know, Izzy didn't. You know what I mean? So that that ladder's there. I, I think. Let me rephrase it. I don't want any of my players to think that we're sitting in third and get comfortable. That's basically yeah. what it is, because they know. Like we've spoken to two players already this week we've got uh mm. we got Jackson Ford on running it straight this afternoon from two o'clock if you if you're listening a great chat real young um enthusiastic nervous he's <laughs> funny he said oh can we start again <laughs> Are we' doing the interview Can we start again please <laughs> like that and uh, I think what he's doing and like Webby's been really good about this is keeping players feet on the ground now yeah. everyone is saying it you know, everyone that's on that train you got you got to imagine the train is full, filled with about 50,000 more people are saying the same <laughs> thing so what well, Andrew Webster his job's quite difficult mate boys don't look at the ladder just go out there
3: and win yeah it was like my mum v my dad I'd play a Test match, and my mum would say, I played the best game ever, son. You know, you're looking so amazing. I'd play the same test match. My dad would go, Mate, you are hopeless tonight. You know, <laughs> just creating a little bit of edge, in it? Like, you've just got to have that bounce. Everyone else, let them have their opinions, like us. We're so pumped for the Warriors, they're playing extremely well. But he'll be telling, them, don't read the media. Yes, go and do the, your commitments with the media and, and what you know, what you have to do. But stay away from that. They wouldn't know exactly where they sit on the table, and they'll know exactly the opportunity that is posed ahead of them—an opportunity to go lock up a top three, top two spot, something special. So, yeah, we'd be saying all the right things, but uh, he'll have one eye on it for sure. I bet.
0: Yeah, third and final, and this is a biggie. Uh, On the weekend gone, the Storm was celebrating their 25th anniversary and they paraded all their trophies, right, including the two that were stripped from them because they had breached uh, financial, basically financial doping, right? Uh, Effectively (laughs) is what it was. And uh, now Cam Smith defended it. Now Billy Slater has defended it. This is what he said on his podcast. You know, some players were only
2: involved in the game through that period, so so do, do we just wipe their careers, um, or do we acknowledge you know that they contributed to um, to the game and and that they you know went through pre seasons and you know went and put their bodies on the line? So look, I can understand people's opinion and people's um, you know decision to to not approve of that, but but I think you know looking at it from our point of view. You know it was in, it was it wasn't done televised it was it was done to the crowd that are Melbourne storm people and um, it was done for the players and you know given it the 25 year celebration so um, if if you don't like someone's haircut when you're walking down the street do you go and voice your opinion to them or do you just keep walking and ignore it <laughs> why not do it here if you don't like it just ignore it what Move
0: on you, with your life. If you don't yeah, but people didn't cheat to get their haircut. That's the difference. <laughs> Rick, dog. Billy. Rick dog. Yeah. You need a haircut. <laughs> you need a haircut.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. To, I'll, I'll comfortably tell you that right now. No. Oh um, I can hear both sides of it really. Legally they they got stripped, so it's it's not a premiership. Yeah. But for them that they sweated their guts out, you know, they worked extremely hard and they obviously won titles but it's gone. So for them probably morally or emotionally it feels like they've won uh, a title. So oh, I've got I've got no no problem with no qualms with with them claiming it because they legally they didn't win it. So it doesn't really come up on their on the NRL kind of resume. But inside they they can do
1: what they want. Dreams are free. Yeah, they should they should have had no comment to that to that question Um, because I think they've come out looking really bad, both Mm. him and Cameron Smith and Billy Slater. Like Canterbury lost Mm. all their points when they were sitting top of table. Remember, they got stripped of their Mm. whole season um, and they haven't come out and said, well, we're the best team in the comp because actually we got done for for salary cap. And the Warriors did the same thing. In 2006, Mm. I think it was, they got stripped of all their points. Yep. Um, So I think it's pretty rich from Billy saying that. They they Mm. rorted the salary cap it was proven they got the title stripped, and unfortunately, yep. the thing about a haircut. Unfortunately for the Melbourne team, they were at the best hair, hairdresser in the world, and the rest of the <laughs> boys were at the local barbecue and ten buck haircuts. So mm. I don't buy. I don't buy. I think there's a little bit of arrogance thrown in those comments from those boys.
0: Well, the other thing is, remember who they were playing, right? So they were playing Parramatta. The first of those that got stripped. They beat Parramatta in the elimination final to make the grand final, so you can't say that's mm. not going to be rubbing salt into the Parramatta wounds either. Well,
1: for Nathan, yeah. Nathan for Nathan Hindmarsh, it's never won oh. one. How bad would he feel?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I just I I think about it like this. You know, I called it financial doping earlier. Can you imagine? Who's the blame? Who's the blame for that? Like, obviously, well, it's not the players, right? Nah, nah. So they are they they're getting punished for this? But then were they? Bringing up the club account, going, get... oh, I just came home. There's a jet ski parked at the drive. What's he doing give,
1: there? Can you give our money back, please?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. How often does that happen? is he? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> never, never. But yeah, as an athlete, you're trying to get the maximum amount possible. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a funny one.
0: Yeah, I, I, for me, it's like Lance Armstrong coming out and going, oh, yeah, look, mm. I won I, I seven Tour de France. It's like, no, you didn't, mate. You cheated. And you don't have them anymore.
1: Yeah. I, How yeah. is it any different? I'm sort of on, that I'm on cheating? the majority players side of this one. Mm. I'm not on the minority side, which are the guys that uh, rule to the cap.
3: Yeah, look, I, oh, oh, definitely. With with um, Lance Armstrong, he's definitely, like, when you're cheating, like, physically and putting things into your body to enhance your performance, that is just the worst of the worst. But when there's a lot of things flying around in the background, potentially that's money. You know, like money is is important and money is going to give you an opportunity to allow the, the best players to be in, in, in your team. But the reality is, those players have to go out there and perform and go out there and beat teams and win. And they still did that. Yes, they had more money and allowed players to go get paid for more money, but they still had to go out there and perform and they won the titles. Are you
1: saying that's how the Crusaders got you? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Don't start, Tony. Don't start. Well, you know it's a lot. Go, you, check, you go, check, go check, mate. So most of them sign for free because they know they're going to win titles, Kimpy. That's the, that's why there's a lot of correlation between the Storm and the Crusaders. They just know
0: how to win. That's if, that's the party. Do you line. know how
3: to win? Have you have you noticed? Have, have you noticed how much Izzy's like your mum?
0: Like you're Kimpy yeah. fine until you're in trouble, then you're Tony. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Have you ever won anything in your life, Tony?
1: Plenty, plenty. <laughs> I'm, I'm not from the Crusader land. I'm not from the Crusader land. But I can see how the, you do go and live down there. You've got all got the same. You've all got the you same get paid, answers. You still
3: got to go perform. You
1: still got to go play. It's you definitely still go get, be the team. You definitely get paid. I'll tell money you doesn't
3: money doesn't get out there and win it for you. You still got to put in energy and effort.
1: Yeah, but. If yeah. you're talking o- but if you're talking to other clubs and you're in the and you're in the deal okay so the Crusaders in the deal and the deal is exactly the same but they say but we'll give you a boat yeah and just park it up in your shed mm. and use it when you want it's yours you don't have to don't have to do anything we'll sign the papers over and
3: that boat's going to make you run 100 meters and score a try Well
1: I don't know but probably you like <laughs> the boat.
3: Oh, I'd love to poke, but it ain't going to go make me out there and go out there and win a
1: game. But still, what, to go out there and win. But it seriously, what and point? perform and train hard. Okay, so let's put it this way: so you get a steak and you get your favourite mm. sauce on it, yeah, and it's the yeah. best favourite steak ever in the sauce in your oh, own restaurant. Oh here we
3: go! You get you're trying to confuse me here. And you get it, <laughs> and you got? just get
1: a steak and it's raw. Which steak you gonna eat? Yeah.
0: Well, I actually like raw steak, Tata It's quite beautiful. I eat anything. Yeah. I, I, just, I just want to clarify, Izzy, at no point in his career, came home and found a boat in his garage, okay? I just want to say that. Never. I just want to put that out there.
3: Never. But what I'm saying is, yes, the money side of things, it's it's illegal and they, they broke the rules there, but the players still have to go out and perform. And money won't do that for them. Yes, it gets them their pff, juicy pockets and makes them happy, but... The Storm, they still have to go out there and win it.
0: I'd love to hear from you. Double eight, double three. the tempered post <laughs> text machine. Uh, John has come through. Seriously, boys, who cares? Melbourne won the game, so can't see anyone else's champions. Who has won the title without cheating the salary cap?
1: And that was, all, and that, and that was always going to come in, that one there, because <sighs> the un, the unknown is how many other people have actually... Because that's the other part of this conversation, is that Billy's mm. saying, well... These guys they got out there and they won it. What he well he's what he is trying to say is, Well, how can you prove that other players aren't actually doing it?
3: Where do you sit? Double eight double three. Love you, Uncle. Appreciate the, the <laughs> nice conversations to start six thirty morning. Yes! All right, I got a new credit here, so I better nail this, okay? So stay. Stay tuned. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the home of big brand vitamins at the lowest prices every day. Try your cracked feet. Try neat feet foot and heel balms from Chemist Warehouse starting from 14 dollars You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Welcome back, double eight, double three. Plenty of passion coming through on the text machine. We have another day, and it is a Who Am I for clue number one. Give yourself a chance to win two dudes prize pack, gift pack, Kiwi-made natural men's products that make you look good, feel good, and do good. Two dudes Kiwi groom, uh, grooming Kiwi dudes from head to balls with natural men's <laughs> products. Here we go. Clue number one. I'm a Rungo college old oh boy. I'm a Rongotai College old boy Double eight, double three That is your first clue Second clue after seven o'clock Boys, couple of passionate text messages here One from Joe Hey boys Storm in the salary cap of 1.7 million in 2007 and 2009 Meant they had four extra players They could not have afforded they, The money was a factor, Izzy They cheated, they got caught They are not the champions Understandable, Joey Understandable from, from you right there uh, I get that, but what I was trying to say is that players still have to go out there and perform. Yes, they had the better players, and they had probably more players so to allow players to rest. But the players, what I was saying, they still had to go out there and perform. So here's another one Morning Lad's restorm controversy. I've heard the same line a few times about the players putting in the effort, claiming those titles. What a lot of people seem to forget is that salary cap breaches meant those players should not have been there. Pretty much the same as what Joe said from an unknown text messenger. Keep them coming through, double eight, double three. I know Kempy's smiling away there in the studio. He's loving everyone jumping on his back and his shoulders. <laughs> they all and, love, uh, they all love it. eating raw meat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: mate, have you never had a beef tartar? Uh yes, I have once in France. I had that. I said chuck it back on the chuck it back on the plate. Oh, mate. <laughs> it so is good. so
3: good. Yeah, I love it. So good.
1: Bit of bit of raw egg
0: and you mix it all together and oh Kempi. Speaking of raw meat, tell why you got hives. <laughs> Speaking of raw meat, I remember years ago. Yeah, I don't know if you got you. You're probably too young to remember who he is, but there was a guy. Uh, there was a uh, Phil Gifford wrote as a as a guy called Loosehead Len, and he used to write uh, columns for the paper. And Loosehead did some books. Gifford. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's as ex sudan was Lucid Lennon. He did these books which was written about (laughs) rugby of the 70s and 80s and I remember him doing an all-time great all-black Ford pack from the 1970s and he did a profile on each one and uh, the Grizz Wiley was the number eight and he said when Grizz was at kindergarten the teachers used to have to draw straws to see who'd get to poke the raw meat through the bars of his crib. Uh, oh. Lucid limb books. I should. I should bring those in. I should bring those in. You're up here next week, as I'll bring them in, mate. You'd never look. They are hilarious. Uh, I think you'd get you'd you be cancelled at a heartbeat nowadays. But boy, they were funny.
3: <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, I love it, lads, and my dad's text through. He's listening. Good old dad, he's always changing. nose just bringing some ballots, always plenty of people telling you how good you were. Love, dad. So, dad, yeah, he's telling to tell me how shit I was. That's why he's the best. <laughs> 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 love it. Uh, we'll shoot off, lads. We'll come back. We've got some headlines from Rick Dogs. See what's happening in the world. Bit of love racing later on in the show. And then after seven, we've got Johan Ackerman talking about the spring box. And where are they at at the Moment, but here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Aotearoa.